Thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message today is called Hope in the Midst of Suffering, Part 2. Now yesterday we were talking in Lamentation Chapter 3 using verses 1 through 33. And we talked about a lot yesterday. Talked about uh, complaining, talked about suffering, talked about all of these things that uh, sometimes we wonder why or how come. The writer tells us here in verse 19 of chapter 3 of Lamentations, I remember my afflictions and my wondering, the bitterness and the gall. I will, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. You know, we live in a world today where people are, seem like they're always downcast. Seems like there's so much negative in the world today. But the writer did not leave us there. In verse 21, he says, Yet I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. You know, sometimes we do go through things. Even as Christians, we go through things. Like I told you yesterday about back pain uh, and hip pain, those kinds of things. You know, sometimes they're debilitating illnesses, you know, that we don't always recover from. But we have a God that still cares, a God that still loves us. You know, it's hard to, to tell someone, you know, uh, God still cares for them in the midst of, of their situation, in the midst of their suffering. Like I said yesterday about the the wars going on around the world, situations that governments and people are are not abiding by the law. You know, we, the world would be a better place if we could all live together. We could live in peace. It's what it's all about. It's what I've been talking about is peace, a peace that passes all understanding. As I've been reading this week in my book that I bought, uh, Charles Stanley, Finding Peace. You know, God promises us a life free of regret, anxiety, and fear. Doesn't mean we won't go through it. Doesn't mean we won't experience it. But with Christ, we can, ex we can get through it. Because God is there with us. We won't be consumed. It tells us first, compassions never fail. Now, this is a reminder for us today. It says, they are new every morning. You know, a new day starts in the morning. What happened yesterday, we can't change. What happened yesterday is the past. You know, I told someone not long ago, I said, where we live, we are the future. When I talk back to America, you know, and... and or we are the past, in a sense. It's kind of confusing, but we are, we are many, many hours ahead. So our day is already completed. When it's morning here, it's night there. When it's night there, it's morning here. It's kind of confusing. But in a sense, God's love, God's compassion, He never fails us, but it's new every morning. It doesn't start over. It's new. God is there with us when we wake up. God is there with us when we're resting. 
but he is faithful. He is faithful. No matter what you see or what you're going through, no matter what suffering it is, there's still hope. Our hope is built on Jesus' blood and, and righteousness. It's the hope that he gives us to face another day. It tells us here the Lord in verse 25, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the ones who seek him. Each and every morning we should open with prayer. We should thank the Lord for allowing us to wake up, allowing us to be able to breathe fresh air, allowing us, no matter what the situation looks, to the right, to the left, or in front, or behind us, we know the Lord is there with us. He is our hope. But we must seek Him. And sometimes we have to be quiet. Sometimes we just have to, to lay everything on the Lord. And sometimes we just need to be quiet and sit alone. Just get alone with God. He is our hope no matter what we face. But we have to give it to the Lord. He shows us compassion, even in our grief, even in our suffering. You say, Pastor, how is that possible? As we talked about yesterday, the woman with the issue of blood, the man at the pool of Bethesda that struggled to get there. He had great faith but he never made it. Jesus healed many, many people. We think of the men that brought the man on the mat and lowered him and went up on the roof because there were so many people. It took great faith. And then they lowered him at the feet of Jesus. They removed part of the roof. These are all stories. They're, I believe they're real stories. I believe they're there to show us today that the Lord is is. Or the Lord has compassion for us. And we have hope. So let's go ahead and we'll continue our message from verse 34 all the way through 66. Now, it won't be a long message today, but it will be as to the point. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for getting us up this morning. We thank you that no matter what situation we face, no matter whether we have back pain, leg pain, pain in the shoulder, or what suffering we're going through, Lord, nothing can compare to what you did when you went to the cross for us. I'm reminded of that each and every time I want to complain of what you did. That you gave us the hope of eternity. You gave us the hope of being restored in right relationship with God the Father. Lord, we want to thank you for that today. We want to thank you that your hope is new, your compassion is new every morning. And great is your faithfulness to us. Lord, even when we have the darkest of days, you are there. Even when we have the best of days, you are there. Throughout scripture, we're reminded of Israel in the days when things got good, they would forget you. They would begin to rely on self and not on you. 
But Lord, you never gave up on them. And Lord, I believe you never give up on us. No matter how far people stray, how far they complain, I believe that you're always there trying and reaching out to bring them back home. Lord, I think of the scripture that talks about that you left the 99 to go find the lost one. Lord, it's a reminder for us today. There are many, many people that are lost. Many, many people that have gone astray and went their own way. But Lord, you are calling them back today. Lord, we just ask you to give me words and wisdom for today's podcast. We want to thank you and praise you for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. So verse 33 says, To crush underfoot all prisoners in the land, to deny a man his rights before the Most High, to deprive a man of justice, would not the Lord see such things? Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? It is not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come. Why should any living man complain when punished for his sins? Let us examine our ways and test them, and let the, us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned, we have rebelled, and you have not forgiven. You have covered yourself with anger and pursue us. You have slain without pity. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can get through. You have made us the scum of the earth and refused among the refuge among the nations. All of our enemies have opened their mouths wide against us. We have suffered terror and pitfalls, ruin and destruction. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. My eyes will flow unceasingly without relief until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. What I see brings grief to my soul because of all my because of all the women of my city. Those who were my enemies without cause hunted me like a bird. They tried to end my life in a pit and threw stones at me. The waters closed over my head and I thought I was about to be cut off. I called on you, I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near when I called you, and you said to me, Do not fear. O Lord, you took my case. You redeemed my life. You have seen, O Lord, the wrong done to me. Uphold my cause. You have seen the depths of their vengeance and all their plots against me. O Lord, you have heard their insults, all their plots against me. What my enemy whispers and mutters against me all the day long. Look at them, sitting and standing, they mock in their songs. Pay them back what they deserve, O Lord, for what their hands have done. Put a veil over their hearts and may your curse be on them. Pursue them with anger and destroy them 
from under heaven, under the heavens of the Lord. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, there's so much in this second part of Lamentations chapter 3. Lord, there's so much of complaining, so much of woe is me. And Lord, we live in a world today where we hear that each and every day. When we talk to people, we hear complaints. We hear, why does God allow this? Or why is this happening and God's not doing anything? But Lord, we are reminded that you are in control. You are a God that sees all. Nothing is hidden from you. You are a God that is swift in judgment. Lord, you give many, many people chances. Chances to come back to you or chances to acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. Chances to be forgiven. But Lord, you gave us free will. And that's by choice that we make whether we confess and believe and follow you or we walk away and deny you. Deny the fact that you are in control. Deny the fact that you are who you are. Deny the fact that you were the creator of the heavens and the earth, of man, of woman, of all that we have here. Lord, help us as we go through this scripture today. Give us words and wisdom. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, let's take a look at this. There's so much vivid here, so much description. It tells us here in about being crushed underfoot, being prisoners in the land, being denied, a man being denied his rights before God. Some countries it's not fair. Some countries people are being trampled under. Some people are prisoners. You know, I think of the disciples in the New Testament scripture, how many times they were in jail but God still protected them. How many Christians died for the cause, died for what they believe? How many people in the world today are being denied simple rights? Some are being deprived of justice. But he said, would not the Lord see such things? They're questions. It's like, He's, he's asking God these questions. But God sees all things and God knows all things. It says, who can speak and have it happen if, if the Lord has not decreed it? We see people trying to put themselves in God's place, trying to act like they are the Most High. He says, is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? When we look at the world today, there's so much calamity going on. Calamity, destruction, so many natural disasters. But there are good things coming. Sometimes I think some of the things in the world, and it's my personal opinion, uh, not to take it out of context, but sometimes I think these things that are happening in the world today are wake-up calls showing us that God is still in control. 
It says, why should any living man complain when punished for his sins? These are all questions. One, two, three questions. Four questions right in a row. But he says in verse 40, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. So he gives the answer right there. If our life is not in tune with the word, then we've gone astray. Or we need to continue to work, to pray to God and, and ask him to help us along the way. Some are newborn babe, new Christians. Some are learning. Some are in training as they learn about the word and will preach the word one day. And some are like the saints of old. They are grounded in the word. I remember growing up in the Church of the Nazarene in America and how many people I would look up to that were what I would call the saints. In other words, not to put them on a pedestal, but they lived the word, they breathed the word, their lives were a living example of the word of God. They believed in holiness unto the Lord, that it's our watchword in song. Holiness, humbling ourselves before God, surrendering everything over to God. As the writer says, we need to examine our ways and test them. If they don't match up with the Word of God, then we need to ask God to show us what it is that's become a stumbling block. It tells us here, let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned and rebelled. But it tells us there, the writer says, you have not forgiven. Sometimes they're just mere words. You know, sometimes people will go to the altar in front of the church and they make a profession of asking God forgiveness. But sometimes it comes from an emotional or from their, from their, their mind and not from their heart. It may not be sincere. And I'm not judging people, I'm just saying if their life does not live the example that they've returned to the Lord, then maybe it was not genuine. We must search our hearts and our minds today. God hears us today. Sometimes the writer tells us that he covered himself with anger and pursued us. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can get through. You have made us scum and refuge among the nations. Very vivid pictures. He talks about we suffer terror and pitfalls and ruin and destruction. We see the enemies have opened their mouths wide against them. They slander, they talk about them, they put them down. They have names for them. Talks about streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. My eyes will flow unceasingly without relief until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. It's suffering. He's crying. He's talking about he was in mourning. The writer goes on and tells us here, in the verse, what I see brings grief to my soul because of all the women of my city. 
Those who were my enemies caused, without cause hunted me like a bird. They tried to end my life in a pit and threw stones at me. The waters closed over my head and I thought I was about to be cut off. He thought he was going to die, he was going to drown. Vivid pictures being hunted down, being put in a pit and stones being thrown. Christians today are being attacked for their beliefs. But the writer is telling us here of all that was, was happening. He was suffering. So I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pits. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. God is always there to listen today. Sometimes he doesn't always take us out of the situation. Sometimes it, it, it may go on for a while. You never know. But we need to trust God because he hears us. We can call out upon him from the pit, from the lowest of the low. But the writer tells us, you came near when I called you, and you said, do not fear. Isn't that amazing? We don't need to fear God. Scripture talks about fearing the Lord. It's a, it's a humbling ourselves before the Lord. But here the writer is telling him, do not fear because of all these things that were mentioned, because of what he complained about. It says, O oh Lord, you took my case and you redeemed my life. You have seen, O Lord, the wrong done to me. Uphold my cause. You have seen the depths of their vengeance and all their plots against me. O Lord, you have heard their insults, all their plots against me. And then it goes on to 33, it still keeps saying, Look at them sitting and standing. They mock me in their songs. Pay them back for what they deserve, O Lord, for what their hands have done. Put a veil over their hearts, and may you curse them. Pursue them in anger and destroy them from under the heaven, heavens of the Lord. The writer is telling us here that he wants to see the Lord to act upon those that have caused the suffering. But the Bible tells us, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And you know, we... we we need to be reminded today that God still is in control. We need to be reminded that there is hope in the midst of suffering today. We need also to remember what he has brought us through and where we're going. Israel has forgotten that. Israel, in the scriptures here, often forgot God when things were good. Only until they were suffering or they were in, their lives were threatened. We think of the exiles we were talking about. You know, God told them they were going to be in exile for 70 years in Babylon. But there was a, there was a group that did not go. They decided to listen to other people's voices. Today we want to listen to the voice of God. So I want to leave you with this as I close the podcast out today. There's so much more, but for time, I just want to finish here. Perhaps another time I will come back. But I want us to...
to examine our ways, our life. We need to test our life against the scripture. And it's as, as verse 40 says, let us return to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to the God in heaven and say we have sinned and we have rebelled. We must search our hearts and our minds today. Even those that have been Christian for years, sometimes we can grow dry like an old wineskin. If you put new wine in there, what happens? It's going to burst. Sometimes we need to be refreshed and we need to be renewed. As the scripture told us, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I will say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to those who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this week. We thank you that we were able to do the podcast each and every day. We thank you, Lord, for Lamentations chapter 3, because it reminds us that there is suffering in the world. There are people going through things in the world. But Lord, you don't leave us there. You don't keep us in the midst of suffering forever. Lord, you do give us hope. You give us a hope of eternity with you. You give us a hope that is fresh every morning, as the writer says. Lord, if there be those that have stepped away from you, we pray today that you will reach out and remind those people. Lord, if there be those that don't know you as their personal Savior, we pray today can be the day. Lord, no matter what people are going through, you are a God of hope. You're a God of redemption. Be with us this day. Amen, amen. So thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to joining you Monday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless. Have a great day and a good weekend. Pastor Doug. Thank you.